<laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Michaela. This is my podcast, Pretty Much Adults, um, where I bring on people who I know and love and maybe eventually who I don't know to come on and talk about just whatever, you know? So um, I have today my co-host during quarantine and also my special guest, my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to uh, introduce yourself? Introduce myself. I'm Laryl, and I've been on the podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's good to be back. It's good to be back and doing it and getting thoughts and feelings and emotions out and processing things. So it's always positive. Yeah. Um, today, well, I didn't, you know, we, I guess, I don't know if we had a direct plan, but you know, just like today things <laughs> happen. Um, today yeah. we're talking about the quarantine and how it's affecting certain people. And mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about my experience mm-hmm. and how quarantine affected me specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go first before I get into my spiel? Um, just kind of like how you've been affected, you know, just. Well, I think one of the main things is trying to mentally adjust to the unknown and the unforeseen so you know you pretty much wake up in the morning like okay what's next so Mm -hmm. right now I am not working but tomorrow I will be so I'm a um, independent contractor I contract with schools to do educational assessments so um, most schools are closed right now and a lot of what I was doing was utilizing the facilities of the school to test the kids they wanted me to test Mm -hmm. so now that schools are closed I don't have access to these kids the same way I once did I do have office space at least but that's also closed um, just for liability purposes with the shelter in place and things of that nature Um, it's best that until you know I guess we flatten the curve more and we're seeing less less infectious infections or cases of um, new cases of this disease it's best that we just keep our distance and stay at home so um you know you go so far and you think that things are going to be okay and then it's like well maybe they won't be and then maybe they are so just the uncertainty is the main thing i'm dealing with that's how i'm affected (laughs) and i've been eating way too much (laughs) just because you're home and there's nothing else to do and, and it's too easy to eat very succulent delectable foods where you know when you have to eat lunch or you could pack a lunch you yeah. can decide to eat light or even decide to skip lunch yeah. and whatever because you're busy but here you have a whole fridge mm-hmm. all the time i can and I, you have the time to make things that are that like you actually want savory mm-hmm. and delicious yeah <laughs> it's dangerous um yeah so i was affected as recently as today which is april 16th on a thursday um, I work in the travel industry and specifically in like hospitality tourism. And there was a lot of uncertainty as to what our job was going to look like. The first month we were kind of fine. We were told that we were going to keep our jobs. And I think that's genuinely what everyone thought, including my boss up until the end. Um, I just think it wasn't feasible for us to be employing as many people as we did for as long as we did if we're not producing any economy for the city. You know, I think a, a lot of our job, what we're based on um, income wise is heads and beds. Mm-hmm. So it's if people are staying in hotel rooms, we get, let's say, 
you know, a dollar. That's not what it is. But it's like, let's say it's a dollar for every person who stays in a room. But we've had hotel closures. Mm. We have, you know, we don't have any blockouts anymore. All the conferences are canceled Mm. and we don't know when this is going to end. So I think it was probably for the best decision to let go a lot of the staff who it's not that they weren't essential. I don't I don't believe that that that's what they felt. I think that they needed a their executives, the, the executive team still to continue to be employed because they're the ones who make the decisions. Mm-hmm. Um I was really upset about it. Mm. Um but I I wasn't surprised, but I wasn't prepared. Mm. Like I knew it was coming. I mean, I've been talking about it for weeks. Mm-hmm. And I just think I was just so surprised that it happened so suddenly because it was mm. just like a week ago where our CEO let us know like mm. we were still okay and mm. we were getting funding and that funding mm. fell through. Mm. Our board changed our minds. Mm. It was just kind of out of his hands. Mm. So that was really scary for me because I was planning on giving that place like two years of my life. Mm. So I was like, oh, like you know, like I'm okay for the next two years. I don't have to worry about applying. And I was just telling Dan, I was like, I hate writing cover letters. Like, mm. cover letters are the worst. So, it was just like a whole thing that I have to start over all over again. I'm at, I'm most likely out of a job in the next few weeks, um, which is concerning because I live in a bigger city where rent is really expensive, and a lot of people in the Bay Area are losing their jobs, and they're unsure of where they can live because, again, it's expensive. I'm not super worried about it. I think I had an initial fear because I've never been let go from a job before, whether it's fired or laid off. So that was like a new experience. And I think because it was so sudden, it was also shocking because I literally woke up to an email that said, hey, everyone's getting furloughed. Some of you guys might be for a few days. Some of you guys might be longer than that. And then on the call, I just kept getting more information like, oh, a lot of you guys are going to be laid off indefinitely and you're probably going to be on that list. So it was a numerous amount of things. So yeah, that's how I'm affected. Um, And it's kind of concerning because I don't know how serious businesses are about hiring someone new. Mm -hmm. And I was really committed to the field that I was in of hospitality and tourism. Like I saw myself there long term. Mm -hmm. But I had another friend whose job is slightly affected by travel as well. And she said something that is super resonating with me now. And she was saying that she doesn't want to be in an industry that can be affected by something like this. I think that's the big pivot where how, how do you how do you set yourself up that you can do what you love, but still have a pathway to make a living mm-hmm. that can't be affected by this level of shutdown? So I feel like you have to sell your soul at that point because the only businesses that are open are like major corporations mm-hmm. who are probably not going to run out of money anytime mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. So that's it's exactly right. Like I really have to reconsider about what I want to do and mm-hmm. I could always go back. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal. I've done enough. I've done so many different types of PR that I feel like I can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, in the short amount of time that I've been in my career. So I'm not super worried about that. It's just disappointing to Mm. know that like this industry that's so fun Mm. and that I love so much and that I invested so much time into wanting to learn about Mm. it. Like it's fickle. So, Mm. 
Yeah, but I think, you know, even like for me where it's education where you think, oh, it's always there's always going to be a schoolhouse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I've told you the stories about um, the writing on the wall I started seeing about just issues with public education. Mm-hmm. And so. So right now, if I would have stayed with a district, I would still be getting a check. I'd be at home. I'd have to, I'd probably doing some things from home or, you know, setting some things up. But the reality is, you, you know, and I've heard these things being said, it's like the, with the way kids are being taught, how many kids are going to want to go back to school? How many do you think par- kids are going to adapt to online learning? I do think young kids especially because those are the type of kids who were raised off like iPads mm-hmm. and digital mm-hmm. games. You think I didn't even think about it from that perspective. I was just thinking about it along the lines. A lot of kids just don't like school they don't like the idea of that structure like I had so many I mean again these were kids that had a lot of things going on in their life but I had a kid one day say like I just I, why do I have to be here like can I just play like why do I have to be in here so long mm-hmm. and and I've had colleagues that talked about we have to schools needed to shift way before this it's like we it's almost like a service provider like if you come to the table as a customer and say, well, how do you want your school to look? Mm-hmm. Well, my kid's going to say, I want to play tablet all day. Well, I, you know what, what I mean? tripped me out is when I was reading when first, when schools first started to transition to online, mm-hmm. that they were saying, depending on the grade, like there was a specific amount of hours that you should sit down and do homework with them. Like second grade was like an hour a day. Yeah, yeah. And then it like goes incrementally from there and i'm Mm -hmm. just like so you're telling me i'm in school for eight hours to only learn for three hours a day like by the time i'm a quote-unquote senior i'm only learning for four hours of the day Mm -hmm. and i'm really calculating all my classes like you know what you have six periods in the day they're Mm -hmm. 25 minute classes it basically adds up to that Mm -hmm. but you're there for so long Mm -hmm. and like it just doesn't make sense well and a lot of people know what they want early on Mm -hmm. and so it's like well, and even backtrack even more, it, it, you hear those sayings of how come kids aren't taught how to engage in mindfulness or to do a simple like auto repair or do their taxes. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to like life. I think life skills is going to be the the next big thing. So like what we've been saying that well, what is it what i is, feel like as a student as mm-hmm. a former student mm-hmm. we've been asking for this stuff mm-hmm. like hey we do not know how to do taxes Change hey we do not know like home ec isn't a thing anymore and yeah i don't know how to sew like i don't know how to do any of yeah, those simple things. stitch or do i have to buy a whole like yeah i tear my shirt i gotta get a whole new one so i think practicality is gonna come back what is like the basics of what i need to do well in society mm-hmm. um um, you know, or like out of budget. Have you seen the like YouTube videos about the schools in Japan? What they do? I, I think I know what you're talking about. There was one where they were like teaching kids how to like eat lunch and they like take turns. Like there's one kid who manages all the other kids mm. and each kid serves another kid food and mm. they like switch off. And then for like 30 minutes or so, no one talks to anyone. They just sit in silence and then like, that's the way that they I do their life. It was gotta, very gotta interesting. I was thinking about the concept of letting kids kind of just play like the first few years of school. They just play and socialize. 
I don't know why they don't do that. It's it's just the first couple of years. And I've had teachers tell me, I've had second grade teachers complain about the curriculum and say, the kids aren't, don't have the cognitive capacity right, to learn this. They don't, they're not. And they push it, push it, push it, push it, push it for no avail. So yeah. you have more emotional issues with children. And it's not always the fact that home is so messed up. It's. They're just kids at the end of the day. Yeah. And so I think about some of my kids who recently graduated, like, what are they doing right now? And I, I'm trying to consider or figure out a way that I can reach out to them so they ha- can have somebody just to touch bases with. If I did a TikTok page, I think I said that the last time I did something like a TikTok or something, just so the kids who just graduated that I don't want them to be lost mm-hmm. because the world didn't prepare them for this. The school didn't prepare them for what, what's going on right now. So if you're 18, 19 right now, you're not prepared to deal with this. And what if you're on your own? What if your parents said, okay, buy your old enough, get out. I don't have to raise you anymore. So I, that's what I think about as a community as a whole. We really have to try to look out for each other it, to, to some degree. Yeah. Um, but I just think the main thing is school has changed and school is probably going to go private online and there still will be schoolhouses, but they're just going to be smaller. They're not going to be that many kids at the school anymore. I wonder what that's going to mean. And I'm thinking about like at a collegiate level too. I have a lot of friends Mm -hmm. who are in school who are struggling with like the online change. And Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's just like an age thing, a technological, you know, displacement between like the younger generations who always had technology and like us being introduced to that at like a different age. So I don't know. That's that's something that's interesting to me too because mm. I have a lot of people who are like I can't do this, I can't uh, yeah, the first, be online, I can't learn this way. First time I took a I took a hybrid online class where one week was online, the 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 following week was in person, and there's something to human interaction. I think there's some special things that can happen between communicating with somebody online. You can um, or through technology whether it's a screen or you can get a video or just through text. So we had, remember Blackboard? Blackboard was just all text. So it was kind of like, and one thing I forgot about <laughs> is that the teacher can see the, <laughs> the teacher can see the side notes. I never was disrespectful, but I was always just being funny. And the, so I did ever got in trouble. But um, I said, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just eating, you know, I'm eating Big Mamas while I'm in class. You know what I mean? And my friend's like, oh, I wish I had Big Mamas right now. So we were doing that kind of stuff. But um. Some people need that human interaction. Yes. So, That's how I know I learned. Like, I know it sounds weird, but I work best when there's a lot of, like, stimulus around me. Like, when I hear other people talking mm-hmm. or if there's, like, noise, mm-hmm. that's just the way I can concentrate best. If it's, mm-hmm. like, quiet, then I'm like, oh, I'll think about this. I'll think about this. <laughs> and, and maybe technology can improve virtual reality to the point where you can have virtual, a, a true virtual classroom. Everybody puts on a headset. Your avatar looks enough like you that there there is enough stimulants to stimulants <laughs> stimulus to be in a setting yeah cool. but i've always felt there should be no more than 15 kids in a classroom i thought that's they there's like scientific backing there's scientific backing that. for that but there's some people who are like no 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 and i also think about all the ap classes i've ever taken mm-hmm. less than 30 kids all the time mm-hmm. the best learning experience all my teachers knew my name mm-hmm. like they knew me personally they knew about me and i'm just like there's a lot of kids who don't get that experience yeah even in elementary they're packing kids at 27 kids in the class and what's so crazy is i've gone into classrooms where there's 21 22 kids and the in the the environment is so different and i've gone to the same teacher's mm-hmm. class i mean incredible teachers same learning style 
you know, sometimes the more rambunctious kids are in there, but just with, and I'm like, Hey, I'm like, Mr. So-and-so like, what's, what's going on? It's everything like class is pretty comes like, I'm telling you when I only have like 22 kids, it makes a major difference. It's very sad. And I'm like, and other than that, kids are bouncing off the walls mm-hmm. and doing everything. So, well, and I know this, we, we kind of gone on a tangent, but I think school is going to change and we're going to see what we value more because of all this. What, what is valuable? Like right. I said, I really wanted that polo pullover. <laughs> I was going to stunt on foods like for the springtime right before it got too hot. Yeah. And then I'm like, I would have spent all that money. I really need to um, register my LLC. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to put any extra money I have that I generate between now and whatever. I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't need to buy any material things. I don't need to go crazy for my birthday. Um, I dang sure don't want to give y'all no money if y'all don't need it. Like, mm-hmm. you know I me, mean? if you need it, I'm, I'm always going to get you back, but I don't yeah. want to, Oh, I need this. And just, yeah. No, that like, makes no. Sense. I'm like, no. <laughs> we're both on unemployment now. We don't need the money. No. <laughs> so, and yeah, but, um, what I'm hoping is again, we, 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 we as humans become more of a community and look out for each other. Um, and we put value where it needs to be. Yeah. That's, that's something I think is really important. I think, I heard something that was like, oh, um, it's funny that like the essential workers were just any job that you can get. And now they're the they're the most valued people right now. Oh, And I hope they can be comp. You remember when people were complaining, they oh, they didn't want them to make 15 dollars an hour. Yes. For what? What is the reasoning? Well, the, the, the I had a good friend. His argument was if they get paid more, the cost will be um passed on to the consumer and then we all have to pay more then right. everything goes up which makes sense but at the same time i'm but like now they're on the front line they're the like i think about every every little transaction i'm like if i had this virus i just gave you my atm card mm-hmm. and i saw this lady she touched it with her gloved hand and then she switched hands and i was like you shouldn't have did that mm-hmm. and then on the flip side like are you infected so when right. i got my card back i put it back in i hand sanitized mm-hmm. it. but that has to be so stressful that every interaction is like, I have to operate in a certain way. And you know what I mean? Just for me going out, it's like, I think like, am I going to come in yes. contact with yeah. this stuff? This one time, this, is this one it? action. Is yeah. This, is this the, is is this this the, the Rona? <laughs> is, is that you, Rona? Rona? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So, well, and I think, if we can, again, be mindful, but when I talked about mindfulness. Can you um, explain to people what mindfulness is? Mindfulness is being in the present moment and finding gratitude for everything you have in that moment and being aware of everything that's going on in that moment. So I, I don't know if you heard about the people that um, they spend like 15 minutes, like when they sit down to eat, they'll spend almost like like five or six minutes before they even take their first bite. Like they'll sit in front of it, they'll look at it, will observe all the aspects is that like it? mindful eating because yeah. i did a research project about that and, and that was so it. interesting and, and they then, were just like being very conscious of your bites yeah, like the first taking bites. slow bites yeah. and i was just like i do not eat like that. but it, it's really about being in the present moment so that's that theory like they say if you're living in you're anxious when you're depressed you're living in the past when you're anxious you're living in the future it's only when you're in the present that you find peace so like i used to have to tell the kids i work with it's like Let's look at the last five minutes and the next five minutes and just, let's just concentrate on that. You're yeah. here with me during that time. So let's just we're, we're, let's just be okay with where we're at right now. So for me, mindfulness is being in the present moment, 
gratitude, having gratitude is a strategy I use for being mindful um, and being aware. Like even one of the exercises me and one of my good friends would do with kids is just have them sit and put their hands on their knees and just to be aware of how the tips of your fingers feel um, against your skin. If you're wearing shorts or, or if you're wearing jeans and how that material feels and the threads and just the sensations and, and, and then you almost work from you know, like your toes all the way up to your head and back down. Yeah. It's just, I hate the, cause I mean, mindful is mindful to me now. Like, yeah. Hard for me to explain it. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually just having a conversation about this with my good friend at Cell because mm-hmm. she's doing her thesis on mindfulness in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of discussing between me, her and Andrew, like how we all practice mindfulness in our own ways. Mm-hmm. And I was just explaining that. Because I was I was talking to them about plants. We were just talking about our plants for like five minutes. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, I was very surprised. Like I've always heard people say how therapeutic taking care of plants is. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it's such a weird feeling like taking ca- taking care of a plant, like watering it mm-hmm. and making sure that it has enough sunlight. Like you're literally nurturing this thing that gives mm-hmm. nothing back to you. But it's like a very... I don't know. It's like a very wholesome experience. You're just like, I'm very happy to be taking care of this. Like I'm content with like taking care of this plant. Oh, that's and crazy. so she was just like, I think it has something to do with like your hands touching soil yeah. or like touching earth. And I remember you would always tell me like, Oh, like if you can as many times a day, go outside and just like put your feet in grass. Yeah. I did that yesterday. And I'm just like, and I remember when I would do that, it was like, I was just like, okay, like whenever I would go yeah. outside, okay, I'm just going to stick my feet in grass. But like, I think that genuinely helped <laughs> is just like literally just grounding yourself mm. and just you're thinking about what it feels like to be on the grass mm. you're not thinking about anything else it's not like i was like on my phone i was just like looking at my feet mm. being in the grass you feel this and say well i tried it when i did it yes i haven't done it in a long time because i know the dog's always peeing and pooping in mm-hmm. that grass but I, t- I found a clean spot and i think about the idea that at that moment i am directly connected to the plant so it's like this jack it's like and, and I go as far as the idea of knowing that there's these massive crystal formations under the earth and how crystal how quartz works and quartz mm-hmm. is like a it's like a, a pure it's like a battery and it's like a memory module. It has interesting. So I, I don't know why, like I don't know if you remember back in the day the like you would have quartz watches, like a quartz mm-hmm. watch kept really good time and I never understood why. Yeah. And I didn't I still it know. didn't even compute to me that those were the same yeah, I, element. I, yeah, so it's something about <laughs> that mineral. element that keeps keeps time or track or something of that nature, something to that degree. So I've I've done like minute research on quartz but quartz is is a powerful substance and there's a lot of it around us like i found big chunks of it in the backyard yeah that's why i mean we notice on that tree where there's potted every time i find a piece of quartz i keep it Mm -hmm. and so every time and so some of it has been tumbled Mm -hmm. because there was a river that came through here so some of it you can't tell it's quartz because it's all like scuffed up yeah. But it's valuable. Yeah. So um, I, at that moment when I s- sit with my feet in the grass, I'm like, I am just connected to the earth. So every living thing that's connected to the earth at that moment, I'm technically connected to. So I came across this thing on TikTok where this guy talked about he did a study on a leaf where he was able to connect some electrodes to it and monitor its its like like electric current. Mm-hmm. And he said that he thought about lighting a match and burning the leaf and just the thought the second he thought about it the leaf's electromagnetic signature spiked just the thought 
Well, I always think about what was that movie called? The Happening, where the trees uh, just released, yeah. emitted that poison and made everyone kill themselves. Mm, that, I still feel like that can happen. Uh, I feel like what, the Earth's just gonna get tired of everyone shit and just be like, you know what? You know, hopefully, hopefully it's it's targeted. <laughs> I, mean, they, I hope they remember who watered them and who didn't. Shout out to my four plants outside. <laughs> just be Keep real. me. Because I used to always say, um, you should talk to you. I heard people say you should talk to you. Yeah, friends. I I heard that there is actually scientific backing about that too. If you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, you little cute little plant, mm-hmm. like are you doing good? Like mm-hmm. you're gonna do good. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember the sago palm out in front of Lucy's house. Remember when it started to sprout? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you were still around because I would always touch it. Like because because when it first sprouts, those the spikes are really soft. They're like yeah. fur. And every morning I'd touch it and I'd say hi to it. Every morning when I'd leave. That was my thing. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what it is about what, I mean, everyone knows like gardening is therapeutic and like I'm putting it out there Mm -hmm. into the universe that like I'll know I made it when I have a place that has a garden. Like Mm -hmm. I want to be able to like grow my own fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. and stuff. That's a goal for me. When you get a chance, you just hang out with my sister because she grows. I saw her extensive garden. Yeah. It looks nice. Yep. And then she's had it for a while. Because I remember she was like picking something. I don't know what it was, tomatoes or something. So I know we were talking about mindfulness. But oh, yes, yes. So that was one of the things we were talking about. But we were also talking about, because I don't know, for me, I know my mind runs a mile a minute. Mm-hmm. So what we were talking about meditation mm-hmm. and how I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't sit there I remember, for five minutes. I was minutes. listening to you talk about Yeah. <laughs> I can't I really sit for five minutes and just like not think about anything. But I have noticed that when I'm like stretching or when I'm doing yoga, Mm -hmm. like that's probably the time I'm genuinely meditating Mm because I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm just very present in my body. Mm, So maybe that's what I need to do to meditate is just either stretch Mm -hmm. or, you know, do yoga. I've never sent you those guided meditations I do. I don't think so. Okay, I have two that I do. I do one for anxiety and panic because I have. I used. I'm finding that I have less panic attacks. Like even when I was in Thailand, I had mm-hmm. like two, and they were all situational. They yeah. were like it was the culture shock was the first one, and then when stuff started hitting the fan, I got really nervous. <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, I was good. I was really good out there. So um, guided meditations are really cool because at least you're constant. Because it's not always about concentrating on nothing. You can concentrate on something. See, some people for to meditate, they say stare at a, a candle. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, hey, I can't do that. And some people say, I can't think about nothing. So there's like a, a happy medium. So the guided meditations will have you. Is that the person who like talks you through it? Mm-hmm. I can't do that either. I've tried on like those calm apps mm-hmm. where it's like a person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I It's to me, it's the way people are instructing me to meditate mm-hmm. where it's like just sit in a chair I can't just sit and meditate. Like I have to either like lay down or could, like stretch. Like I yeah. personally think stretching is what I need to be doing more well, anyway. Well, yeah, and do what works. Cause I know the ones I do, you can lay down too. Like one was called, um, was it Japa? It was called Japa meditation where, um, this is Wayne Dyer is my favorite. Yeah. Guy. He took, um, the Lord's, the first 10 words of the Lord's prayer and you close your eyes and you concentrate on the words. And so you go, our father, you look at R and then you look at father and then you, you, um, you, in your mind, you pull the words apart. So there's a gap mm-hmm. in between the words. And then, so what he say, concentrate on the gap. What I would do is I would push my visuals past the words. So I'd be in physically in the gap. I would actually visualize the two words being I, I just outside of my peripheral. Right. And then you just breathe and just go, ah, 
Hmm. So with the idea was with my eyes closed, I just see nothing but darkness and I just breathe in and breathe out. And then you come out of it. So yeah. I think the hard part is staying in with it. your mind out of something for so long. Yes. And this is guided. Cause it's like, okay, now we're thinking about nothing. Now we're looking at the next word. And, and, and even with the word, the word is something to concentrate on and it it's guided. So you know where you're going. If you know the Lord's prayer. So what I, and, and so what I would do with kids is I would say, I'm going to use your name. See, that's what I was going to say too. I was like, I feel like something I would say is like the me, like M E or just like my name. Use your name. Cause what you want is enough letters that it's, it, it gives you a amount of time to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would say Mikhail, okay. Think you would see all your letters, like big block. Cause I would always think about block letters with movie lights around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's, it's there and it's something to look at. So I'd say, take the M and the I now. Look at those now. Pull them apart and just 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 stick your head in that space. And you know those letters are there. And if you concentrate on the letters, just go deeper and deeper in that space. I'll touch my nose. On <laughs> and so that's what I would do with my kids. Yeah. And you would be surprised just teaching kids to take a deep breath. And they would they would trip out. Like I would have kids be really wound up. I'd say, just take a deep breath and then hold it for a second. Now let it out. We would do it three times and the kids would just like, I said, your head feels funny, huh? Like, yeah. And they would like freak out. But I mean, unfortunately people are really wound up and they have to learn how to breathe and relax. As soon as I told it, that you were talking about like focusing mindfulness in schools, Mm -hmm. she was just like, can you imagine if kids had the tools to deal with like emotions Mm -hmm. correctly? Like Mm -hmm. it would be crazy. Well, think about this, a kid, and I think, and to be fair, I am like the king of negative emotions. It took me a very, very long time to learn how to control my emotions, even around you, mm-hmm. even after I became a professional. And I remember I had that big nervous breakdown that really scared you that, guys. Yeah. And I think about just the immense amount of pressure and stress I was under, and it was so unrealistic. I look back like, you guys really expected me as a first-year psych to get this thing done in three days. Yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? It's like, this is what this is on top of all the other problems I have going on myself. Right. You're still a person. You're not a robot. Well, and that's what would trip me out. Like, I would be like, thank God I don't have anything major going on in my life right now Mm -hmm. because this would be terrible Mm -hmm. with the pace I had to work. So kids can have tools, but they need support because they're kids. Yeah. People need support. So the tool is there and teachers do try to teach it, but it really has to be a practice. And I would tell my colleagues like, look at this school with this population, Mondays need to start at 10. They just do. And I, what I would say is between seven and 10, you can come to school or you don't have to, you can stay. If you want to sleep in cool. If you want to spend some more time with your parents, cool. But by 10, we really want you to be here, and then we'll start a process. And even once they get there, we're still not doing educational stuff. Right. We're just mindfulness, and we're just socializing, and we're interacting with each other, and we're being in the moment. Then we're going to eat, and then we're going to unwind, and maybe we'll read a little bit and do a little bit of math, and well, then we'll go home. have you even seen – I've seen so many, like, mini documentaries about those schools who are, like, banning suspensions and just making kids meditate. That's a good idea. And they've, like, seen, in like, a, like a huge decrease in, like, kids mm-hmm. who need to be suspended. That was in Oakland. That was the one of the biggest cases was in I Oakland. I didn't we even stu- know we, that. we studied those. That's yeah. amazing. And, like mm-hmm. – 
I just think about that. I'm just like all the times that kids were sent out of classrooms. I'm just like, that's because something else was happening. Kids act out because it's a bigger thing. It's not anything personal with that teacher and that student. It's Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of things that kids are going through. Well, I will say this at at one of my schools, we, you can have a kid that unfortunately knows is can be manipulative. Right. And he can say, Look at how I can control my environment. But why is he like because that? Because at home he cannot. At home his environment is something he can't yes. control. Come on, that's and he that's can't and he can't get the attention that he can get when he right. So he acts does out. what he does, mm-hmm. and so what that breeds is resentment. Because <laughs> I remember that I had those kids. I was like, yep. and, I, and it was frustrating, and it was only. And I would tell my kids like, look. The only reason my face looks like this is because I, I would be honest, I have all of this work to do. And if I don't do it, I get in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'd be honest. And I would say, so you can come to my office. You got it. You can sit there. You can play Legos, but I got to do my work. And 99% of the time, the kids would have to talk to me Yeah. because they wanted to interact with someone. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like. Oh, well, I'll just deal with it. Yeah. Let me talk to this kid. And 99% of the time, the kids were, had the absolute sweetest streak in them. Mm-hmm. But something was going on. And it's not always home. It's Sometimes it's a combination of the two. Yeah. You know, trauma and abuse. And just the world is just really weird. And I think about what it has to be like to be a kid. And I think about what it has to be like for a kid who has all these other issues on top of trying to deal with the world as it is now mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so what will what when we go back to school how do we how do we teach anybody adults kids whatever to have a healthy outlook on life have a healthy have a healthy mindfulness practice so when life gets stressful they can take a step. They can deal with it because, you know, you're going to cry. It's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. You know, first and foremost, how many people are taught it's not okay to cry? Mm-hmm. It's an emotion you can't control. So yeah. I would say laughing and crying are two emotions you can't control. Even when you, even though you shouldn't laugh at people when they get hurt, it's, sometimes it's, it's funny. It's natural, kind of. But, but I think about crying more than anything. It is okay to cry. Those are emotions. And sometimes I randomly, you know, many times, every, every freaking Disney onward. I was trying. Onward, yeah. I was oh trying not God. to cry like, so bad. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I know. I mean, it was so sweet. And then, like, the dad was there and they were yeah. talking. And, you know, people have had loss. Yeah. So, it's, like I said, it's just really important to let people express their emotions for a short period of time. But then we have to get back to gratitude and mindfulness. Yes. And I was, think... One of the best things I've ever heard actually came from Dan and he always is like, you have the right to feel the way you feel like Mm -hmm. whatever that is, whatever that is in the moment, Mm -hmm. like you have the right to feel that way. Mm -hmm. And for a long time that didn't compute to me. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I can't cry or like, I can't be upset about this because it's going to affect other people. But today is a perfect example. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to cry for an hour and then I'm going to fucking update my resume and like get to it Mm because I don't have time to waste time. Like I really don't. Yeah, but you never know what the powers that be, you know. And I and I very and and I very well could have law attractioned it to Mm -hmm. myself. I mean, I stopped saying it Mm -hmm. after a while, but at the beginning, I was just like, "Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do it." Like, Mm -hmm. there's just no way that they can financially support 18 people. And and I think that that's one of the one of the ideas of what it means to just be aware, like. You didn't think that out of thin air. You, you, you I, I know this is da 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 da. Whatever you, you know something. You have um intuition. Yeah. And, and maybe this is the time to start paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if, and th- trust me, I've been in situations where I'm like, hmm, I'm not going that way. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going that way. I'm yeah. just going to go this way. Yeah. I'm not. Just, just I'm not. And I, people can say what they want. And, and I have situations where I'm like, you don't need to go over there by yourself. Mm-hmm. Why don't you and your brother go together? Yeah. Or whatever. And, and a lot of that is me being scary. And it is. But I grew up that way. I grew up in that kind of environment where you want to be protected. But to step back, really just trust your intuition. Um, so now that we're in this situation, I know I have to pivot. But but I'm always teased with the like I said, like now I'm going to I'm going to be writing a report. I get to submit another invoice and I'm going to do another one. And I really think things are going to be OK. I just talked to my the advocate I work with and he said, oh, yeah, I got yeah, you got four cases. And oh, man, I got four cases. That's a lot of money once I get done with them. And then, well, this is going to keep going. But at the same time, if I don't have access to the kid, I don't work. Yeah. I can't work. So what does that mean? I'm going to be a year, like I'm going to have like these short bursts of time where I can get to a kid. So, I mean, I don't need to process that now, but I know I need to some way pivot or create a stream that allows me the access to revenue if I have to stay home and the people I need to get revenue from that if they have to stay home. So maybe I, I do online counseling sessions. So, yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know. I don't know what's next. Who knows? I've, I don't know. I feel like I'm already, not that I'm any steps ahead of anyone else, but like I didn't waste any time like doing my resume or applying for jobs. That's good. That was the thing that I was really proud of you about. Like you were like, you were already clicking the keys. I was like, dang, you didn't soak or nothing. So I'm glad. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm definitely trained to use the power of intention. And I just keep reminding myself, like, this isn't going to last forever. Mm-hmm. No, nope, I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Do you have any advice for anyone else? Oh, man. I'm, as far as, like, I guess mindfulness or losing jobs, how to stay positive? Um, you know what everybody's in such a different situation and i know things can be really really scary i think your situation is unique and so i just had to tell you like this is what i see i think you're in a good place right now it's not where you want to be but i think if you can concentrate on the small things if you have children if they're healthy start with that start with gratitude for what you do have going and if it seems hopeless there's probably somebody way worse off than you. Yeah. And, and I don't ever want you to try to compare your life to someone else's to boost yourself up, but you might have to go down that path just for a brief moment to make sure you don't lose it because it's really easy to get really depressed. Yeah. But if you have a roof over your head and you have access to food, then you're, we're, you're in a better position than a lot of people. A lot of people in the world. Unfortunately, yeah. A lot of people in the whole world, you're in a better position, even if you have to share that roof. Right. Even if it's not in the best situation, if you can keep your family as safe as possible with a roof over their head and food in their mouth, you're good. I would just start with that. Yeah. And then there's, and, and just to think you have a talent, you have a, you can have a talent or you have a creative mind or you have the, an idea for a product. And if you're sitting at home, there's no reason to not try to create something that has value with your name on it that you own. Yeah, it's true. That, uh, something, a concept, an idea, a course. You can create a course. I mean, if you know how to do something, maybe you could teach somebody. I think definitely staying 
grateful is something that I'm going to start practicing. I mean, not that I don't always, but it's mm-hmm. like what I'm really going to, I have time to focus on it now. Mm-hmm. So I can, um, I don't know. I'm just not worried. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying not to be worried about it. Cause that's just gonna, you know, but invite hard. negativity to me. And I don't need that. <laughs> but you know me, one of the things I say is your phone is, is a gift and a curse. Cause you don't know what's going to come across your feed. That'll jack your whole vibe up. Yeah. So I would say before you pick up your phone and check your social media, find 10 things to be grateful for and say them out loud even if you have to whisper it because if people other people are asleep <laughs> yeah but just and and usually the like i said the la- i'll go through nine of them and by the time i get to the last one my thing i'm grateful for most is that i woke up yep so f- that would be my advice even if you're in the most jacked up situation before you pick up your phone say out loud 10 things that you're grateful for and actually do it throughout the day yeah do it three times a day, five times a day. All right. So our advice to you guys is touch a plant. Talk to a plant. Talk to a plant. Put your feet on some grass. Put your feet on some grass. Be mindful. Be, have gratitude. Have gratitude. And I'll try meditation. Or if yoga. You can. Or stretch. Or yoga or stretch. Just be one with your body mm-hmm. and your mind. And I mean, I really, this can't last forever. There's just no way. So yeah, that was our episode. Uh, if you guys like it, subscribe, like the channel, share it with a friend, um, message us. I already have people who want our podcast. Really? Yeah. Let message us. Let us know what you guys want us to talk about. We can pretty much get into anything and get on a tangent about it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, new episode will be coming soon. Thanks for listening and bye.